0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Tip Balls Podcast. Yes, this is a curveball. No, I am not Sam. To my right is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. Live from the basement with me. And if the guy behind the decks on the ones and twos, Bruce the Tugboat Venditti, can pull the strings properly right, we're about to cue in the other Sam, the true co-host. There he is. Live from New York. No, it is not Saturday night. It's Sam Randazzo.
1: Hello, everyone. How's it going?
0: And, of course, the one and only Zolo behind the decks today for some reason. Or behind the main mic, not behind the decks. That's you. You're the guy. That's me, Michael Palazzolo. I don't know how I ended up in this seat. (laughs) Sam took your mic. I'm the captain now, though. Um, I did steal your mic. My mic is to the left. Sam took it with me, so I had to move over one, and that's why I'm here. And, yeah, I have the big football in front of me now. And the reason I have the big football in front of me is because it is—I'm looking at my phone Wednesday, September 6th. We are a little over 28 hours away from kickoff in Kansas City, Missouri for Lions Chiefs. We have been waiting—well, we can, we can get into details and break down how long we've been waiting for this. Hypothetically, there's a few of us that have been waiting since January— Since January for tomorrow. And the NFL, because of the offseason and the hype that the Lions have had, they rewarded us. They rewarded us by making us the first game of the year. So some of us have been waiting since January. Some of us have only been waiting since May when the schedule came out. Some people haven't been waiting at all. But honestly, those people don't have souls. Right, Uncle Sam? I'm ready. It's long overdue. So... What do we think? Where what are our feelings going into the game? Let's let's start there. What's how's everyone feeling? How do you feel about the spotlight? How do you feel about the game itself? How do we feel about the updates from Travis Kelsey's hyperextended knee to Chris Jones not signing to the debacle with Isaiah Bugs this weekend? How does everyone feel about anything open forum?
2: I, I don't know about the bugs thing. I all I heard was he's not playing, he's a healthy scratch. Was it a mm-hmm. social didn't hear what happened with him? Yeah, so it seems like there's a
0: whole a whole bunch of things that just don't make sense. I'll start from the top. Um, from what the Lions have said, it's a disciplinary issue, meaning I think he missed a voluntary workout, which happens all the time. Guys miss voluntary workouts all the time. And, I mean, when did that happen? The voluntary workouts are, are in the, the early part of the summer, so it couldn't have been recently. Anyways, Bugs missed a, a voluntary workout – and I guess his lack of effort may have shown over the last week of practices, and they just decided – he I mean, he missed for an illness on Sunday or something like that, but they just decided, hey, we're benching you for the first game, which doesn't make any sense because that was their big, quote-unquote, free agent addition at D-Tackle. Uh, it's his, is it his third year or is it his second year here? Second. Either way, he signed a two-year deal, and that's a guy that's a leader in the locker room, a guy that they have a little
2: bit invested in, so it, it's a that sounds confusing. it all sounds weird to me because during training camp they had interviewed him multiple times, and he said he was happy to be here. He was glad to be re-signed. He said it felt like family, and now all of a sudden they're going to bench this guy. A healthy scratch? That's bullshit. Uh, it, you That's know, bullshit. Something he had to do something. More detrimental than missing a meeting. Something
0: fishy is up. And then Bruce brought up a good point. There were some social media posts. He subtweeted Chris Jones, who's on the, who's on the other side of things, and said something. On, I I got to get a hold of the tweets, but it was something on the lines of things change and perspectives change or something like that. That was the gist. And I'm sure they didn't like that. Um, I'm sure they didn't like seeing any social media at all. He's addressed it. He said it is what it is. He's going to be back better whatever it is, and uh, the Lions will be without Isaiah Bugs tomorrow. That's the gist. Okay. Oh, he scrubbed Twitter of anything Detroit Lions. Uh, He unfollowed the team, I think. He's posted very cryptic tweets that seem like he's unhappy. He didn't practice in the last two days, and that's the gist. I can't remember the tweets. I just know one of them. He quote tweeted Chris (sighs) Jones from the Kansas City Chiefs, and, uh, and he used, like, the holler emoji, as in, like, I echo what you're saying. Um, and then that was
2: since Scrub. So, so now he's got an attitude with the organization. Yeah, and it just so feels that ma- like. That makes no fucking sense.
0: It, it, it's, too, it's twofold. Number one, it just seems like that's something that hasn't happened over the last two years. Um, people, right. people complaining in that way. Um, and number two, it seems uncharacteristic of the organization to do
2: something like that as well. Um, yeah, that's just and my opinion. Not, and them not comment. Yeah. All they said was he was a healthy scratch. Yeah, that's it.
0: And you can make the case uh, that he is their second best defensive tackle. It looks like you have something to say, Mr. Yankees cap.
1: Yeah. So, I've uh, just got a tweet from Tom Pelissero here. Also that the Lions ruled out Emmanuel Mosley for tomorrow night. Uh, I guess that, that there's a little bit of the lingering injury there. They said it could be a two to three week. Thing going on right now So that one kind of surprised me Everything
2: pointed that he would be ready to go um, No, they, they didn't think he would be ready, Sam They didn't think he was going to be ready
0: the, he, He's been practicing I I yeah. knew, practicing. You, you knew it would be earlier than that four-week window Because they no. didn't start him on PUP But it was a matter of when He'd been practicing so it looked like, eh But at the same time, I think we're all in agreement That Jerry Jacobs is going to lock down CB2 With no problems, right? Are we, are we in a consensus there? Yeah Almost, I, I, almost yeah. as if I expected him to start in that position, I expected it to be Jerry Jacobs. Yeah, yeah.
1: So well. for me, I think the biggest the biggest impact on this game, probably even more so than Chris Jones, is is this healthy injury, which Schefter came out earlier and said the team confirmed that it was a bone bruise, uh, and he's questionable. He was at practice, did not participate today. So. Everything's telling me that he's not playing. If you're the Chiefs, in what world are you sending an injured Travis Kelsey out there week one to play? And I think that that in itself probably has the biggest impact on this game. Obviously not having Chris Jones. I don't think he's playing tonight. I I don't think they come to some sort of resolution on this in the next 24 hours. It Um, it all depends on if his swelling goes down.
2: He, He supposedly added some swelling on it. His brother said that if he, it's a swelling goes down, he's playing.
1: Guess what? That's stupid. It's stupid for the organization to let him play. It's stupid for him to play. Because you're taking an injury that might sit him out for one week and risking him missing multiple weeks if he re- aggravates that. It, it, I don't think he plays tomorrow night. I think everybody involved is smarter than that. And listen, I'll be honest. I had the Lions winning. If you check out our Instagram, remember it's at Tip Balls uh i have the lions winning tomorrow night regardless it was before kelsey was even out i have the lions winning tomorrow night um but i think that kelsey not being there this isn't just my optimism anymore i think that now there's a wide open gap for the lions to actually win this game like got roasted all over social media for it but i think truly it's there's just a feeling, there's just an air, and, and I know there's been a lot of hype, like Zolo said, all off season, but I truly think that this could happen. The Travis Kelsey thing is just the cherry on top for me. Um It's something about the matchup. It's something about Pat Mahomes being six and zero in week one. It's something about this line team kind of feeling like a team of destiny. I I, I really think that. That Travis Kelsey injury and him not playing tomorrow night, most likely, is the window that the Lions needed to sneak this one out. I really do.
0: I, I have a couple things to add to that. Um, first, in regards to like the the feeling that you have, I you, someone's got to fact check me and someone's got to go back and run the numbers, but the road team typically wins that banner night game and puts on a show. That Thursday night banner raising game, the road team has had a lot of success, including I think the Bills were in that game last year and beat the Bucks, if I remember correctly. I don't know, or I'm sorry, they beat the Rams. Excuse me, the Bills beat the Rams the year before. I don't know who it was that beat Tampa, but I, I want to say Tampa lost that game the year before. Um, and then a, a good historical example I remember I remember is that these Chiefs went in – it was with Alex Smith, but they went in with Alex Smith and beat the Patriots on the road. And I just know that the road team tends to have – or the team that didn't win the Super Bowl, because somehow the Ravens opened up on the road in Denver a couple years – or about 10 years ago. Peyton Manning had like seven touchdown passes. Um, Number one, the road team tends to have a lot of success in this game. There's a Super Bowl hangover – there's a, just a lot going on on the field, you know. There's a lot of hype, the banner raising, the emotions. And um, I guess Arrowhead's a, as good of a place as ever to captivate that energy of the home crowd. The Chiefs tend to play up to their home crowd, but the Lions have the wind in their backs, I feel like, going in tomorrow. I And, and w- with you, I just want to go back to Kelsey real quick. Um, there are precedents for hyperextended knees. One of them is that within 48 hours of it happening, that player tends to not play. Agreed, Uncle Sam. If the swelling goes down, he'll probably be on the field. If it's not completely down, though, it's a precursor to that three-letter injury that no one likes to hear, which is an an ACL injury. And, yeah, I'm with you, Sam. I think they'd be crazy to let him play. Chris Jones not playing moved the needle for me a little bit. Kelsey not playing, like, who are we talking about now? Rashi Rice and Sky Moore are his top receiving targets, you know? Don't forget,
1: Kadari, Kadarius Tony was cleared to play tomorrow oh, night. So they okay,
0: well,
2: I, I will say this, and this has been true to the fact of Kansas City, and that their quarterback gets banged up, and it's always blown out of proportion also, and they gut it out and they play. So I, I I would take it as this guy's going to gut it out. He's going to try to play, and if if he plays, he plays, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. But I got to listen to me. Crucial situation, you could see him.
1: You're not you're not dealing with a 27 year old Pat Mahomes, okay? You're dealing with a 33 okay. year old tight end who has taken taken more hits than Pat Mahomes ever will. All right. At the end of the day, Travis Kelsey, 33 years old. I don't know the reception numbers off the top of my head. We're dealing yeah, with he's, somebody he's who's not Rob
2: Gronkowski. He doesn't try to run over people. Also, look, he look at, at it, more people than.
1: Look at than it anybody. less about the receptions
0: and his numbers and more about how it. There's just, again, there's precedence. He hasn't missed a game because of injuries since 2013, Travis Kelsey. Correct. Uh, an, another big one is Mahomes' passer rating significantly lowers when Kelsey isn't on the
2: field. Uh, I, I, th- I think the biggest factor of the whole game is Chris Jones not being there. Cuz that's just going to open everything up for the Lions. I, that that to me is is huge.
0: I'm in, I'm inclined to believe that, but their linebackers are so athletic that yeah, uh, I I don't I'm not I, I still think Kelsey's the bigger deal because when you think of Mahomes, you think of Kelsey. But Sam, well, what were what were you saying about K- Kelsey being 33 and I feel like we just cut you I well mean, off.
1: So, just for example, Prior to this injury happening yesterday, I, fifth overall pick in the fantasy draft that we did last night, uh, Travis Kelsey has been going anywhere from three to eight in most leagues. I believe his ADT was fifth. Travis Kelsey was not on my radar at five. And, and people thought I was crazy for saying this, but the, the writing is on the wall right now for Kelsey to regress this. Year. 33 years old in the tight end position. I mean, he is no strength picking, and I get it. The points have been unreal. His play the last few years has been unreal. He's a big reason why Pat Mahomes has been as successful as he has been, if not the biggest reason. Point blank, it, this was not going to last forever. Like At the end of the day, 33 years old for a tight end. Gronk, what, 34 or 35 and out of the league? It hasn't been productive for multiple years. So, I'm There's not saying that. Styles. The end of the day, it's a big body. It's a big body that's taking a lot of hits. I don't believe that Travis Kelsey one will be as productive this year as he has been in the past, and two, for the Chiefs, like think about this right now. Every single every everybody talking football right now talking about this game tomorrow night has the exact same take. Travis Kelsey's impact on the game. Not only do I think that this injury has the biggest impact on this game. It opens the window for the Lions to win. Even if he misses the first four weeks, what, what does this offense realistically, like Zola was just saying, what does this offense look like without Travis Kelsey? Are they still the top uh, Are they still top five offense? I don't think so. Like he said, we're going to put this entire offense in the back of Rasheed Rice and Kadarius Toney or Valdez Stantling. Like, without Travis Kelsey in that lineup, the, the Chiefs are are a watered down version of themselves. I, this, it's, it's a massive impact. It's a massive impact. This game probably will be decided by that injury. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be shocked to see him suit up tomorrow night. But I, I as of right now, I would be shocked to see him on the field for for, for any play. I, I don't even think they're going to roll him out there as a decoy. I would be shocked for him to be out there for any play because of the impact he has. If this injury is is reaggravated, if there's more damage there than they thought, the the chief the chief offense is is a watered down version of themselves without him. They can't risk it. I don't think he plays. And I, I think again, that's the window. That's the Lions' window to win this game. Truly. I-
0: I also think the Chiefs can afford to lose the game more than the Lions can afford to lose the game because the Chiefs always drop a game here or there, and they're always in it at the end. They could play well when they need to play well, but when they play well, it's because of guys like Kelsey and Mahomes lighting it up. And they can ill afford to be without Travis Kelsey in a year like this year. And I think that'll factor in. And I don't think it's going to be, well, if he's if he's good, he'll go, like Jason Kelsey was saying this morning. If there's a possibility for long-term damage, I just have a hard time seeing Travis Kelsey suiting up tomorrow. That's just my opinion on it. And I think Vegas agrees with me. Um The line moved overnight. I mean, what did it start at when the schedule came out? It was like minus 7.5 or something like that when the schedule came out. It's been holding at 6.5 for a while, right? So it's gone down to minus 4.5. That's what it went down to last night. And to me, that is an indicator of we don't think Travis Kelsey is going to play because, as you guys know, the home team always gets three points. So they're getting their three. If you take that out of the equation, they think it's going to be a really close game, a field goal game if we're talking about minus one and a half. And that, to me, indicates one way or another that Travis Kelsey is not going to play. That's just my two cents on it. And I don't think the Chiefs are that dumb of an organization. Like, we, like they'll hold out Mahomes if they can, and they have. So I don't know. I, I mean, I guess— We'll see how it goes tomorrow. Maybe they'll be dumb, and, and he won't have any swelling, and then he'll go on. But I don't think they're going to risk it. That's just my that's my mindset. But if they do, power to them. The Lions finally have a linebacking core that can compete with the other team's tight ends. They have safeties that can compete with the other team's tight ends. So if they want to line up Kelsey, it's going to be different than all the years that we saw tight ends light the Lions up. Go ahead. Throw an injured Kelsey out there. We're, we're ready this time around.
1: So, the last line that I just checked, uh, Chiefs minus four, and the over-under has come down from 54 to 51. So, it was the highest in the weekend. It's now tied. It So, it's – I can't see the other team, but 51. They brought the over-under down three points. And, I mean, it was six and a half yesterday before this Kelsey news came out, like you said. So, two and a half points and three on the over-under. Yes, Vegas thinks that he's not playing, and that's a huge impact. I think the biggest storyline from this game afterwards, regardless of injuries, regardless of guys sitting out, if the Lions win this game, the meaning behind this game for the city of Detroit and this organization, I mean, if we think the hype train for the Lions is rolling now, if they go in to Arrowhead in the first game of the year on Thursday night and they beat the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, without Travis Kelsey, with Chris Jones, without Chris Jones, doesn't matter. If they win that game tomorrow night, I, it's like you just, the thought process, like Detroit will combust. Like, I don't even know. The, the hype behind this team will tenfold. It will be super, yeah. It will be the expectation amongst the fans at that point becomes Super Bowl or bust. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing this year. But I, I think that's where everybody's mind goes straight to. And I really hope we don't have to let down in Seattle. I know that's 10 days away. We don't need to talk about that. But, my God, if they win that game, is that the most meaningful win for the Lions in our lifetime if they win tomorrow night?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, Sam. You have a long lifetime. You, you're probably no. thinking Redskins 91 if they pulled that off.
2: Yeah, I remember that. The 49er game in Candlestick Park. Eddie Murray missed a field goal. The
0: comparisons that I can think of, Sam, is they had, I think, two or three opportunities to clinch the division in the last decade and a half. Uh, One of them was 2011. or I'm sorry. um, 2013. 2014 against Green Bay. They had to go into Lambeau. Uh, and they lost. Yeah. And um and they were they were still into they were both getting into the playoffs, but if you win at Lambo, you get the division and they lost. That's how they ended up drawing Dallas and losing that playoff game. And then similarly, I think in fifth in sixteen they had a shot to win the division. They flexed a Sunday night game at home. Or maybe it was seventeen. It was New Year's Day. I just remember that one. And the Packers came here and the Lions laid a stinker against the Packers. Those Richard would have been Rogers, pretty memorable. The the not the the Hail Mary game wasn't for the division. Oh, that was a Thursday night game. I thought it was. Um it may have been the next year, but the the Packers came in here on Sunday night yeah. football and the Lions had a bad showing and still got in. I think it was the year that the last year they went to the playoffs, if I remember correctly. They finished nine and seven, went on to Seattle and lost uh twenty sixteen. But um no, that it 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 will be for a couple reasons. Um you guys have heard me talk about it, but one one the, like the main reason i want them to win is ford field rarely hosts games where the lions have a winning record it's actually never happened under uh under dan campbell he's never they were close if they had won that panthers game not only would they've gotten into the playoffs but they would have had a uh, they would have had that last game at home to end the year last year or i'm sorry the game before they they um I can't remember who they beat before they went on to beat the Packers, but they would have had an, a winning record at home. And Ford Field, when the Lions have a winning record, albeit if it's only 1-0, is a significantly different Ford Field. It's already going to be a significantly different Ford Field this year because it's the first year ever that the season ticket holders have have sold the building out. So it's already going to be crazy. But if you captivate the hype, not just beating the Super Bowl champions, not just beating Mahomes, not getting that first win of the year on the road – all of that aside, if you just come into Ford Field 1-0, and that's a huge deal oh for this God. organization. And a lot of people had them starting 0-2. A lot of people had them dropping these first two games. I'm, I, Personally, I was always just hoping for 1-1 and to start the year. You know, you get that Seattle redemption. That's a good story because that was a playoff game last year. But if you're talking about Seattle and Kansas City, that's two playoff wins to start the year. Two teams that were in the playoffs six months ago or whatever that was, excuse me, nine months ago, two teams that were in the playoffs, out of your, I mean, in their early four or in their early five or six, they have a few playoff teams on their schedule. So if you get those under your belt, it changes the confidence. It changes the way that the team feels. It changes the way that the fan base feels. And real quick, Uncle Sam, I know you're itching at the bit to say something. Um, it, it changes – it changes the way that the team is perceived from the people who haven't bought in. And there's still going to be people, even if they beat Kansas City, there's still going to be people, no, no, I'm waiting for them to break my heart. I'm waiting for same old Lions. I'm waiting for the collapse. Fine, those people aren't going to buy in for a really long time. They're going to need to see a lot more than just a win in Kansas City. But there are a few people that are going to come hopping on and it's going to change the way the team is perceived if you get that win tomorrow. Because as hyped as this team is, there's still people that are apprehensive.
2: They're about to go into a place they've never played before. They haven't played at Kansas City in quite a long time. And uh, that's an experience for some of these guys haven't played in that stadium, that stadium. the people are right on the field, the way it's built. and it's it's very loud. Uh, they talk about Seattle being one of the loudest places. Kansas City's just as bad, if not worse, in Seattle. So they're going to go into a hostile environment against a team that's not fully loaded. And I think they'll be motivated. And you might see them kind of defer from what they normally do. They might try to run the ball a little more than normal. And uh, that's the only way they're going to be able to stay in this game. Cause I I truly believe Detroit matched up well prior to the injuries and the no shows of Kansas City. I thought they would match up pretty well. They matched up with uh, the Eagles very well last year, and and that was first game of the year. They could have beat. Them. And you seen what the Eagles did. Yeah. Prior to after that, you could have So them. I I think they match up pretty well with Kansas City. If if not better than they did with. Philadelphia,
0: you keyed in on something Great. I wanted to do I, as a group right now. Is I want to go over the matchups and how, how we feel about each position group versus the other team's opposing position group. If you guys don't mind, that's something that uh, that I feel he like is it. a good breakdown. I mean, how do we feel about the Lions' O line versus a potential look at it both ways? Chris Jones plays. By the way, I don't think he plays. I think it's less likely Chris Jones plays than Kelsey.
2: He's plays. not playing. He's um, not even there. He's not in the building? He's not
0: there, and he yeah. sa- he said today in a press conference, "I could suit up tomorrow if if, if he gets. Oh, I'm sure contract. he could. No, I I don't think I don't think it works that way because there's guys that haven't been in game shape all summer and signed a month ago, like a Dalvin Cook, who still might not be ready for week one. You need ample practice time before you play in a game like that, and they're just down to walkthroughs today. So I highly doubt even if if Chris Jones signs that he plays. Um, Kelsey's a different story, but how do we feel about the Lions' O line versus the Chiefs' D line? Let's start there.
1: Who's Who's the game changer on that Chiefs defensive line if Chris Jones isn't there? That's gonna That's gonna give an offensive George line Carlottis. like the Lions. Come on, dude. Yeah, there's nobody on that line who's going to give them absolute
2: fit. I I, oh, hey, Chris I think Jones is, matchup- Chris Jones is a guy by himself. He's one of the best defensive tackles in football, and to miss him, you're missing out.
0: Uh, shout out to Warren LaSalle. Shout out to yeah. Mike Dana. Shout out to Michigan. Hey,
2: shout out. That's great. Shout out to those guys. They got yeah. the work cut out for them.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't see, I, I don't see any crazy difference makers on the in, in the interior or the outside. I just don't. Not against. Okay. Maybe in other game, maybe George Karloftis is going to light it up in other games this season against other teams. This is a, something that we haven't seen under Jared Go- under under these Lions. This is the first time Jared Goff has had a healthy offensive line in his entire Lions career. He's getting every single player that was intended to be number one on the depth chart. And we don't know who right guard's going to be, whether it's Glasgow or whether it's Big V. doesn't matter. Both of them are going to be great, and both of them are going to be reliable. And more importantly, they're both healthy. They're both healthy. So – this healthy lions o-line which is a top 3 o-line in football even when it's not healthy if it's just if it's 4 out of 5 or even 3 out of 5 it's still one of the top o-lines in football i don't see this chiefs defensive line being that impactful no matter what with chris jones it changes things a little bit it's usually going to change how you're running, which gaps you're running through, it's going to change Goff's, Goff's protection and how long he has to throw the ball because he's in every he's in everything defensive tackle, disruptive double team guy. But I don't see anyone impactful penetrating the Lions' offensive line.
1: I think we're I, really- I agree with you without question. Um, I think the Lions have a massive advantage at offensive line. I mean, shout out to shout out to the defensive line, but without Chris Jones or without your heart and soul. There's, and like you said, this Lions offensive line is too good. And at the same time, and don't get me wrong, the Chiefs do have some very nice offensive linemen. Free Humphrey, Joe Tooney. There are guys there, but the Lions defensive front stacks up against them much better, in my opinion, than the Chiefs defensive line does against us. Even if, you, even if Chris Jones does make the divine intervention and comes back. Without him, it's not a question. But at the same time, the Detroit Detroit defensive front, I think that they're going to I think they're going to be giving the Chiefs offensive line fits all night. Playmaker to playmaker right now,
2: the Detroit defensive front stacks up way, way nicer than Kansas City. Uh, They're still the defending champs. you got to give them their due. I mean, regardless if oh, one guy's out, you still got to give them their due. I I mean, their offensive line is very good. Is very good. They Question got Patty Mahomes. If if the best if quarterback Jones, in the NFL. If Chris Jones didn't play in that Cincinnati
1: game last year, what would have happened? it would lost. I, I'm with both of
0: you. Um, I, I agree that I think the Lions defensive front stacks up very nicely against the Chiefs offensive line. I'm still giving the edge, though, to the Chiefs offensive line. Absolutely. It's it's pretty good. Um, I guess we're going to find out how good the Lions
2: defensive front is. Yeah. We're going to find out. we see what happens with Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. If he runs on them like he was running on Philadelphia, they're going to have a long night. Which cost the Lions a
0: lot of games last year. Yeah, is they're going to have a long is night. It's not stopping the run. Um, but, hey, well, Aiden Hutchinson, you had a big offseason. Let's see, yep. it. Uh, see it. You're you're healthy on the other defensive end, whether it be Charles Harris or um, Josh Pascal or one of the O'Quarras or whoever on the right side. Can't wait to see it. Ali McNeil is supposed to be the unsung hero and one of the defensive MVPs the next here. Next, Chris Jones. <laughs> can't can't wait to see it. You know, can't wait to see if Levi Anzarique is is going to be healthy. Like we're we're going to see all that tomorrow. But until then, I just think the Lions D line is so inexperienced and so young. They're going to be good. They're going to get better as the year goes on. I'm giving the edge on the front. I'm more curious
2: to see their secondary right now.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and do that's, that. That's how do we what I want to How do we feel about the Lions secondary versus Rashi Rice, Kadarius Tony, and uh Sky Moore and uh Valdez Scantling? How how do we feel about uh how do we feel about the Lions corners and safeties versus the Chiefs pass catchers?
1: I I like the matchup. I I really do. I like the matchup for the Lions. Um, I expect them to get beat once or twice on a really big, really deep play just because you have so much speed and so much explosiveness out of those Kansas City receivers. But I, I really don't expect Mahomes to be able to just do whatever he wants against them. Like, I think the secondary of the Lions this year and the secondary from last year, I think we're dealing with two completely different animals. Again, without Kelsey, I don't know who Kansas City stud's going to be. Like I expect them to burn them on one or two plays because that's what Kansas City has made a living doing. their receiving going from top to bottom is full of speed steers, it's full of guys who are gonna get loose and stretch the field. I don't think that you're going to have Pat Mahomes at will peppering the balls up and down the field all night. I don't see it happening. I hope um not. <laughs> you know, like like you said. And again, I think this, without Travis Kelsey, this is, this is a pretty glaring issue for Kansas City. I mean, Marquise, Valdez, Scantling and Kadarius Toney are wide receiver one and two. If you took either of them and put them on this Detroit Lions team, where where are they sitting?
0: They're probably like, both third or fourth. Right. Probably fourth,
1: really. I'm taking Marvin Jones
0: uh, over all those guys. I'll be honest with you. Absolutely. I,
1: I'm in agreement with you. So I think that Detroit secondary is going to look really good tomorrow night. And like I said, somebody, it is inevitable, somebody will get burned once or twice. And it'll make any one of those guys, Guy Moore, Darius Tony, McKee Rice, one of them will look like a superstar after tomorrow night, is they will burn somebody on Lions defense once or twice. But I don't expect Mahomes to be able to just run seven and eight yard slant and run out of the pocket and just be able to pepper the ball up and down the field all night. I do not expect that. And I think if the Lions allow that without having to account for Travis Kelsey, that that's, that's more of an issue than anything else.
2: Well, here, here's the thing. You only got two guys that have played on this defense last year, two, two out, out of the five or six guys that they're going to be rotating in actually played for this team. Just two. Oh. that's an issue because you got to see how well these guys are going to gel together. That that's a big thing. Cohesiveness. These guys been... have never played together in a in a game yet. Cohesiveness matters. Correct. In the secondary. It does matter. It does matter, and I think that's that's going to be a big factor is how they react to some of the things that Kansas City is going to do. They run a lot of crossing patterns. They run a lot of misdirection stuff, and they got to be able to handle that. they got to be able to communicate and move with that. If they don't, they could have a long night. They could be in trouble.
0: I'm, I'm with you guys on a couple things. Um, I think the Lions' secondary went from arguably one of the worst units on the, on the team to one of the best and the deepest. Um, Agreed. There's a lot that I trust about them. Uh, I really trust their safeties. I think the jury's out on Cam Sutton. I think he's a great yep. player, and he's probably a QB1, or excuse me, a CB1. But uh, it'll it'll take time. They like to run a lot of man and not a lot of press. He's not going to do some zone, and they might get beat in certain instances if uh, if those safeties t- take a second, if Brian Bar- Branch takes a second in and, and the nickel, and if – if a CJ Gardner Johnson takes a second, and and that's the game that they
2: would take a second to figure it out. It's the opening game. They they have the benefit of rotating these guys in and out also, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing they're deep three and four safeties on the field deep. at one time. You you could totally so, see a scenario where you've correct. got Kirby
0: Joseph, Tracy Walker. Brian Branch and yes. and uh, and C J Gardner Johnson all out there at once. You can Correct. totally see that,
2: and I I wouldn't have a problem with that. I I would actually Sounds like that. Like I record. I'd rather see them guys out there than having linebackers like Alex Anzalone out there. As a liability, trying to cover guys. Okay, all, I would
0: rather see that. All debating aside, are you, who are you giving the edge to? Velda Scantling, Tony, and Sky Moore, or the Lions
2: secondary? I I think the Lions secondary. I we're, we're unanimous. They there. should be able to handle them. We're unanimous should. there.
1: Let's if go. If they uh, can't handle that, if they can't handle them, that's an issue that needs to be addressed very yeah, they're, quickly.
2: They're going to be. A, a lot of soul-searching come if they can't handle
1: that. Well, they'll get, they'll get put
0: right in check the next week with Smith right. and Jeeba, Tyler Rocket, oh, yeah. and, uh, and DK Metcalf coming to town the following week. But um, I, I think we're in agreement on the secondary. The linebackers, again, same drill. This is the deepest linebacker core in my lifetime for the Lions to the point where we were talking about good guys either not making the team or not having a role in the defense. And um, one would think that if Kelsey does play, um, you got some pretty good off ball and on ball linebackers that could make an attempt to keep him in check. And we'll see. I'm with you on the linebackers, Uncle Sam. We'll see if Isaiah Pacheco starts gashing them pretty good. Yeah, we will see how good that group is. I think on paper that group is pretty good, though. Yeah. Who who it are you does, guys taking running back? Chiefs running backs versus Lions linebackers.
2: Oh, I think the I think the Lions actually, you know what? We haven't seen Jameer Gibb yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know. No, no. Other, know other way around. Other way well, we'll, we we'll,
0: we'll do we'll do Lions running backs versus right. Chiefs linebackers as well. But
2: well I, I like I like uh the Chiefs running backs against these linebackers. That's fair. Just because I think they're inexperienced mm-hmm. outside Alex Anzalone, they're very inexperienced. So so going along with that, I gotta see it
0: first. Correct. And we haven't seen the Lions' defense stop the run. He's been in the
2: league a long time. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a handful of, to try to contain. We've seen that many times last year. So I I would give the advantage to the Chiefs' running backs over the linebackers of Detroit.
0: I'll give the advantage to the Chiefs' linebackers though. I think the linebackers the strongest group on their linebackers the Correct. strongest group on their defense. They're extremely athletic. I'm going to give the Chiefs' linebackers a little credit over the Lions' running backs. Um, because they're so, uh, they're stout. They've been there for years. There's some Pro Bowlers. Um, even Dan Campbell had a lot to say about them. But Cochran and and uh, Cochran and McDuffie in particular, they they're everywhere. They play everywhere. They're in on everything, and they alleviate yeah. a lot of the issues that their secondaries have. Their secondary yeah. tends to have. Um, so. I will, uh, I will defer on that point to the. I will defer to the the Chiefs linebackers over the Lions running backs. Uh, what do we feel about the Lions receivers over the Chiefs secondary?
2: I like the Lions receivers over. Yeah,
0: them. I think we're probably in
1: agreement. See, See I, I don't take their secondary. I was, was going to disagree with you there. Really, I, I. I'll be honest. I think that more so even than the linebackers, I, I like the Chiefs secondary. Um, I mean, he was Jerry sneezy tackle on the team. Justin Reed, I, I really liked watching McDuffie last year, and outside of St. Brown, Amon-Ra, right now, I don't really know how confident I am in the Lions' receivers. I think they'll be productive, but for me, right when this right when this line came out, the over under of fifty four, I, I really don't think this is going to be one of those. I don't think this is going to be some sort of shootout. I don't think this is going to be some sort of air raid. I think it's going to have to be pretty concise. I th- on, the, on the contrary, I think that both Pacheco, McKinnon, Gibbs, and David Montgomery all come out of this game looking good. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I got to see the roles of the Lions receivers before I, I come in and really make any, any sort of judgment call on this one. Like, I don't know how, where is, is Marvin Jones going to be the two? Is Reynolds going to be the two? How are they going to utilize LaPorta in the off? Like, I I got to see this kind of work itself out first. Right now, my confidence lies with the running back for both teams. I think that Gibbs is going to be a big, big, big reason why the Lions win this game in the passing game. And I think McKinnon's going to be a reason why the teams hold it up, like, are, are there every step of the way. Um more so than the receivers for both sides of this game. Obviously, I'm not high on the Chiefs receivers. And outside of Aminor, I'm really not high on the Lions receivers right now either. Just because Dave I don't Raymond know in this game. where everybody's going to fall. Like, exactly. Uncle Sam just said Kaleem Raymond. Like, Kaleem yeah. Raymond could realistically be the number two guy right now. He,
2: he could be the X factor the for offense. the Lions in this game.
1: Right. I, we just don't know that yet. And I don't feel... That's the one spot right now, at this moment, without Jamison Williams, that I'm, I've i got to see it to believe it right now. There's right. a lot of talent there underneath St. Brown, but I just don't know where it's all falling into place. That's what, that's what kind of has me up in the air about that. And you know, with the Chiefs secondary, there are playmakers on that Chiefs secondary. I just don't know how confident I am yeah. right Justin, now. Justin Reed was life. a
2: stud when he came into the league. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. McDuffie's nice. He he's nice, young guy, learning learning how to play the game.
0: Real real quick on Gibbs, we've seen his stock just it it feels like it's gotten exponential recently. Like it's gone like this recently. Like it, his curve went from like this, and um, I I'm starting to not that I wasn't bought in before, but in this game in particular. I think they're going to deploy him in so many ways just because you have that element of surprise. And if the Lions feel that he's capable of making the plays, so for example, DeAndre Swift in his first game dropped a ball in the end zone. If the Lions feel like this guy isn't going to drop balls and he's going to run well and he's going to catch passes well and he's going to be on the field for every down, I really think they're going to deploy the living shit out of him tomorrow. And you're going to see him in ways that you didn't even know a running back could be used because you're able to get away with that for the the guy's first appearance in this offense for the first time in his career. You have the element of surprise. And I knew Gibbs would be good. I just think tomorrow in particular, he's going to be
1: used in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. Agreed. 1,000, 1, 1,000%. And I think that's why you might see I don't want to say lacking, but I think that's what I think Gibbs. I think Gibbs will lead. It'll either be Gibbs or St. Brown leading this lead, leading this team in receiving yards, receiving stats after tomorrow night's game, without question. Like I wouldn't be shocked to see Gibbs as their as their number, as their leading receiver tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, I I think David Montgomery could have actually turn a lot of people's heads running behind an offensive line like he has.
0: And he should be able
2: to eat without Chris Jones. Yeah, he should be able to just right. absolutely tear it up. Should be Agreed. able to. That's his office there. His and I think as he goes, the Lions offense will go.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100% because if they get in, one of their specialties last year, especially as the year got went on, was short yardage situations. And that's one of the reasons. There's so many people that are obsessed with Jamal Williams, but that's one of the reasons they moved on from Jamal Williams is because Good running back was good in the reds or in the, in the goal line situations. He should have been better. And the Lions feel like that if their dink and dunk offense is in perfect second and shorts and third and shorts, they're going to be able to go out and get those three or four yards if they have the opportunity to do it. Whether it be if they pass for them, if they throw the ball to Pinay Sewell, or they, they hit one of their tight ends on a screen or whatever. They feel they have so many options to go out and get those three or four yards that they need a back that can go and get you the five or six on first and second down. And I think they think that guy is David Montgomery, whereas it wasn't who they've had in the past, Jamal Williams or whoever. I I think That's that's, why they signed him.
2: I think this is how Ben Johnson's offense is predicated. Dan Campbell wants to run the football. Ben Johnson, they need to run the football to open everything up. If they're successful running and that opens everything up, they become very dangerous. We seen it last year. Yeah. They can put points up in bunches. Yep. They yep. led the league in, in in offense for about five straight weeks. And and all it does is it just unlocks everyone
0: else. Because if Correct. you're if you're in second and short, okay. Jamison Williams six games from now. All right, we're going to send this guy deep to see what he's capable of. Khalif Raymond? It's like getting really a 3-1 count in baseball. Yeah, Khalif Raymond downfield balls. that You'll see the tight ends getting chunk plays on second down, especially when you see two tight ends on the field. They don't know what's going on. They don't know if you're going to run it. They don't know if you're going to gash him again. There's just so many opportunities for Ben Johnson's offense to thrive, and I'm with you. It starts with David Montgomery. It starts with running the football. It starts with David Montgomery in particular, the running the football. Between the tackles, can we wear you down? Can we gash yes. you? And I think the Lions feel, again, this is the first time they've had this offensive line together, and they also have a back that they know and trust back there, and I really think they think they're going to get it done between the tackles this year.
2: And they, they You know what? I think they take pride of Trying to outwork the other teams, that's their motto. Mm-hmm. Is we're gonna we're gonna wear you down. Yep. So they want to be physical, and they want to out physicality this entire game to to show people that they're for real. And, and I'm all for it. Uh, well, what do you think? I I think that you got that New York hat on. Maybe that's got you a little screwed up. It's tight, it's oh, tight I thought. on
0: his brain. It's Listen,
1: this is what happened. So I needed to just cover it up. He's 102 degrees here today. You look like you should so be at the I'm... Kith score. Or the Kith, you
0: look like you should be at, uh, hold on. Take your hat off one more time.
2: No, hey, what's you, that kid's you name? You look like one of the Jonas brothers.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, I want to pick this game right now. Uh, I think we, we've, we've broken it down to death. Um, I'm going to shock everybody. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions to win this game 35-24 over the Kansas City Chiefs and spoil their banner night. Uh, I don't think that, that this is a prediction on anything but this game because I still think the Chiefs are, are going to win 13 games this year. But I, I really am a firm believer in what I said at the beginning of the show. This The door is open for the Lions to win this game, for them to shock everybody, and then come back down to earth week against Seattle. I'm taking the Lions, what did I say, 35-24, 35-24, yeah.
0: You go.
2: I I believe it'll be a little closer than that. I don't think it's going to be, without Travis Kelsey, I don't see it being a high-scoring affair. I just don't see it. Um I th- I think it's going to be more like 28 24. I'm taking the Lions to win.
0: So as it stands right now, if we're talking no Kelsey and no Jones, um Patrick Mahomes is still very good. And like I said, his passer rating without Kelsey is still it's it's 20 points lower than it typically is, but it's still a passer rating of about 103. And that was in his first career start, his rookie year. And Chelsea and or Kelsey and uh, Tyree Hill were, were resting because it was the end of the year. And Patrick Mahomes is just too good in season openers. Um, his passer rating in season openers is one thirty six, and he's never thrown an interception. Um, and that's home and road. I think he's I think he's that good. And I. I so wanna be wrong about this, but I just think that it's gonna be one of those things where it comes down to who has the ball last. I think it's gonna be a very close game, but the Chiefs come out probably somewhere in the twenty four to twenty range. I'm picking the Chiefs without Kelsey and without without Jones, but I would not be shocked. Like I I'm just trying I'm just putting everything in perspective and I would not be shocked if the lions pulled this off at all, I wouldn't be shocked if the lions come out smelling like a rose and look dominant because I just think that they're that deep and they can be that good. I just don't think things are going to come together that quick. I don't think they're going to come together game one on the road at Arrowhead. Um, Therefore I'm picking, I'm picking the chiefs Um, will not be shocked if the lions win. Not at all.
1: Bruce. Bruce, let's hear your pick. Uh. It's going to be close. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the
0: Lions all day, baby. It's going to be a close game, but the Lions are going to have the ball last, like you said, and they're going to score. Game over. I don't know the score. so
1: going to fall on the leg of Riley Patterson, eh? That's
2: it. <laughs> Ugh,
0: I don't like the sound of that.
2: Yeah, that scares the shit out of me just to hear that.
0: I don't like the sound of that. I don't want to sound like I'm I'm pessimistic though, because I thought the Lions with or without Chris Jones and Kelsey, I I thought the Lions were gonna
2: be Listen if they're gonna drop a game, drop this for Yeah, I yeah, don't give a shit. Exactly. They need to win that fucking Seattle game. This, I don't care about this Kansas City game. The
0: Seattle game's Seattle. a big one. The Seattle they're they're playing with house money tomorrow. It's just like going into Green Bay week one. I think the Lions have a lot less to lose than Kansas City does, in my opinion. Um they Oh Kansas City
1: if Kansas City loses this game, they will be sounding air raid sirens throughout the state of Missouri.
0: Yeah. Truly, I believe that. And I, and I, I don't think so. I, I like the sound of that, but just the way the Lions schedule, they they have some good teams early on. You know, they got to go to Green Bay with, uh, all before September ends for another primetime game. And um, eventually a, a Panthers team comes up here in October, a team that beat you last year. That's arguably improved. I think the Panthers are improved. So I think the Lions just, just mean, need mean, these games. Um, but this is the one that that that's the toughest to win. Again, all the power to them if they pull this off. Because I truly believe it's going to lead to that 2-0 start that's just going to be CON 1. Um, I just don't think this... I think it's a little early. And this is always going to be... No matter what, this is one of the toughest games on the
2: schedule. This is one of their hardest games. And if they pull it out, watch out. Well, hopefully they pull it out. They come out unscathed with no injuries. That's the key. That's the key is to win this game, look good, and, and come out of it unscathed. No injuries. Come out with no injuries.
0: You don't play again for 10 days yeah. with a good Seattle team coming in. That that would that would be That's excellent. Look, look good and stay healthy. I mean, win and stay healthy would be great, but look good and stay healthy. Yeah.
2: Even if they lose that game, if they look if they if they're competitive, yeah, they're in it, and, and, and you see the effort and you see the improvement which I think is the huge part of everything, is to see this team improve, to see them start to gel together mm-hmm. and to click together. Four quarters. And, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of question marks because none of these guys played in the preseason. We don't know how rusty they are. We don't know how ready they are. We're going to find out real fast.
0: La- last year, the quarterbacks that did not play in this preseason were pretty slow starting. In yeah, the and they
2: struggled. They, they struggled. struggled. All of them People. did. They struggled.
0: And Jared Goff did not play in the preseason, obviously. A, right. lot, a lot of guys didn't. Right. But and they struggled. Only Jared Goff, yeah. They
2: struggled week one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't think that negates the throwing sessions Jared Goff had all summer. I don't think it negates all the work they did in camp. They had two they had two uh, joint practices in camp this year um, that for a total of about a week's worth of practices between the, the Giants and the Jaguars. I think those matter um, because they got some good live reps against two playoff teams um i just think that it's you know, it's something you have to be cognizant of is is the rust you got to knock off that rust and right there's no better way to knock off the rust than you know you start with the ball and you just go down and march and score a touchdown which is something Dan Campbell loves to try and do the onside kick to begin the Rams game he was really aggressive in a Packers Monday night game second game of the season his first year um, he's always got something up his sleeve and I think that there's going to be some some tricks tomorrow I think you're gonna see them do some things that they wouldn't normally do
1: hey amen I agree yeah as
2: long as you don't Great cost problem. them the game
1: right that was so 2022 that's not gonna happen what he's got it so all 2022? Out.
2: Yeah. yeah he better not do nothing stupid
0: it got anyway. better as the year went on I I think yes, the, the only game he he had a hand and choking Minnesota. away was the Bills game on Thanksgiving. Um Minnesota. So it got not second Minnesota. Minnesota First won. Minnesota. Yeah, he choked yeah. away Minnesota won. He choked he choked he choked away Dallas. I thought he choked away the Dallas game. They could have won that game. There was, game. Uh the Patriot game I just feel like oh. they got they got
2: They they back. were in, they were in that game till he he decided to go for it. Are you the high field at Bailey Zappy and Zappy absolutely finger banged him. Yes, what? finger banged. Yes. Are you high? It was 29 to 0. At what point were they still in that game? That was what? <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. It was, so, it, it I know. was right it was near the half before zero. it got stupid. Oh, Jesus. Uh,
1: it was 16 to 0 at the half. Get out of here, dude. That's the worst take you've had so far today. Anyway. Like your fantasy team garbage. Yep. Like what? Like your fantasy team, garbage. Oh, okay, listen. This is
0: this is like Christmas Eve. So, does anyone have? I, I know I do. I'll I'll go last. But does anyone have anything to add on the season and their thoughts? And and we're opening presents tomorrow. It's not it's not just the NFL season starting tomorrow, which is great. the, the Lions are starting tomorrow, and not only that, it's the most anticipated season of my lifetime. And it's just gotten even. It somehow got crazier over the last couple of days. But does anyone have anything to add? What they want to see, anything like that? We did the predictions, but like, does anybody? This is an open forum. This is a safe space. Does anyone have anything to say?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, I'll go first, and I'll let you two take you three take it away. Um, I am more excited for this season than I have been in a long time, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't really have. um the team and player that I have loved for a long time. So there's a little bit of a hole in my football heart at the moment uh, until Brady signs with the Raiders in week five or six. But until then, until then, um, I'm excited for this Lions season. I haven't really ever been excited for a Lions season before. I'm excited for this Lions season. Uh, I think we're going to have a football season filled with shockers. Um, I think Jacksonville is going to be stock a lot of people. Um, That's that kind of the gist. Like, I think this could be a year of the underdog. I think Detroit's going to stock people. And I'm excited. L- literally, we have – it's like Christmas, like you said. We've been waiting for this shit since January. And this game, for me, is the perfect game to open it up on because regardless of what happens, whether we're right about the Lions winning this game or not, I don't think anybody's leaving tomorrow night disappointed. So that to me is the biggest thing. Everybody's going to be, everyone's going to enjoy it and nobody's going to leave unhappy. So that happens. I'm cool. And and Sunday, I mean, there are some great matches on Sunday. I'm looking forward to, we'll talk about them on Friday, but I'm excited. I haven't been this excited for football in a long time because I also don't have to deal with the heartbreaking Tom Brady, not winning another Super Bowl, but Uncle Sam can tell you guys how, how much of a, of so, a whatever I am now.
2: I'm not even going to comment on that. It's a little off. Anyway, I think this is the first time that I actually feel confident in the Detroit team since maybe '89, '90.
0: We're reaching back. I in mean, it's been that
2: long <laughs> since it's it's been that long since they were relevant. I mean, let's let's be honest. Even the years with Calvin Johnsons was it was the Lions really relevant? Not really, not really. They I, were they were close, but, but no. I, I mean they were always outmatched. Mm-hmm. They were always outmatched. They didn't have they didn't have the the coaching number one. I I don't think they had the talent that they have now. Yeah, I, I mean Jim You had one or two great guys, obviously, but then you you know outside that you didn't have a full. Roster that, that you could say, you know what? This guy, this these five guys are going to be really good. They haven't had that since Barry Sanders left here. They haven't had that since that long. Almost You know, you're talking almost 30 years. They haven't had that. So it's the first time in a long time I think that people, that they have a serious, legitimate shot uh, of showing people that they're a very good football team. And you know what it took so long for them to get here and so much work to get to where they're at if they if they don't continue to move forward it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a shame because I I think they they have the talent they have the coaching staff they have the front office in the right spot and and I don't think they've had that shit all clicking in in over 30 years that I can remember
0: there's certainly an elephant in the room, which is the counter to what happens if things go south this year, which is that.
2: Well, if things go south, they go south. It, that's fine. As long as the effort is there and, and the, the progression is there. This is something that th- the reason why Lions teams are, haven't been good is there's been too many guys who have not progressed from the coaching staff. And I think that's been a main thing for them. For decades. You see the player come in, they 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 don't buy into the system and, and they kind of go through the motions and they're gone. That's an issue. You don't see that with the Dan Campbell regime. You don't see that. And and that I think that is key. He's a really good motivator. Guys like this guy, they want to play for him. And and I don't remember a coach in Detroit outside Wayne Fonts, that these guys wanted to play for. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen it. Bruce? Uh, I got nothing, man. I'm excited for the season.
0: Anyway. That's our uh, that's our uh, line producer back there. He's got nothing. He goes to every game, but he's got nothing.
2: I'm over here. Clicking he goes button. to every game, and, and, buttons, and, and, and guess what? I bet you you can't remember any of it.
1: Hey, Uncle Sam. That's because I'm yeah. drunk. You need to wipe your chin. You got a little Dan Campbell on this side and Wayne Fonds on that one. Whatever you, you got, got a little Tom cream Brady's on your lip, Meadow soprano fucking
2: bouncing off your nose.
1: <laughs> Look, r- real All quick. Hi, right, I
0: can't wait to hear this. R- real quick, before we go, um, it feels like we. It just. It just feels different. It's. It's continued to feel different since. Sheila Hamp said last year after the 1 and 5 start like I'm sticking with these guys. Um it's it's felt different and and then they they backed it up. They they proved it. They finished the season strong. Um, what was it 8 and 3 to finish the year after that. They finished the season strong. They had a great off season. They had a great draft. Um, and people are talking, and we've wanted people to talk about our team for a while. We've wanted them to be in prime time for a while. We've always complained, why not us? Well, they rewarded us with the game, the first game to kick off the year. The first team that people will see tomorrow is the Lions, and a lot of people are pulling for them. And a lot of people have been pulling for the Lions for a long time. Um, Of course, it's taken people in this town a a really – A really long time to come to terms with it and rightfully so but you know what they sold the season ticket out they sold season tickets out this year and I think that's a huge deal so I just want to say to everybody to the people who have been going to games for 10 20 30 40 50 years um whatever this this is your time enjoy it we don't know what's going to happen of course there's the counter it could go bad but it could go really well And um, what's always made this town, what set us apart, and why I think Lions fans are some of the best in sports, literally the best in sports, is you don't choose this. You don't choose to go 0-16. You don't choose having one of the best running backs and one of the best wide receivers of all time just to have them retire in their prime – you know, before their 11th season, in their early 30s, while they still have a lot to give, you don't choose that. You don't choose um, Kelvin Johnson not completing the process. You don't choose Jim Schwartz throwing a flag on a play that's going to be reviewed on Thanksgiving that cost you the game. You don't choose the illegal bat play against the Seahawks. You don't choose illegal hands-to-the-face on Monday Night Football two times in, in X amount of plays against the Packers. You certainly don't choose picked up flags against the Dallas Cowboys to cost you a playoff game. You don't choose that. You are born into this, and we are very loyal, blue-collar, hard-working, redneck people, but most of all, we are tough. And in the end, tough people are always rewarded. And I think that Lions fans, it's taken a long time. I, I truly, truly, truly believe that Lions fans are going to get rewarded for their toughness with this team. It starts with their tough owner. I really believe Sheila Hamp is a tough owner. It's taken a long time to get where she is, and there's no, there's no mistake why this team is successful as soon as she took it over. There's no mistake about it. These are hers decisions that got her there. I think Brad Holmes is tough. He's a tough decision-maker, and we've been, in turn, rewarded with the deepest and most athletic roster in my Lions fandom lifetime. And I think their head coach is obviously extremely tough and they embody the people in this town who are tough. And we've been tough sitting through all of these things that we have been sitting through with this franchise. And I truly believe that even if it's just winning the division or who knows, maybe they do pull off a playoff game. I truly believe that we are going to get rewarded for our toughness this year. I, I really do. We've been, it's been a tough watch for this franchise for 30-plus years, and I think that things are finally going to shape up, even if it's just for one year, and I don't think it's going to be for one year, but for one season, I truly believe that we're going to be all circling Sundays and all stopping what we're doing to watch this team. And I think that something special is on the horizon. It could start tomorrow. Um, Even if it starts the next week against Seattle, I think something special is really looming here and for the people who have been waiting like I have I've only been waiting 30 years but there's people who have been waiting significantly longer and to those people whoever you are even if you've been waiting five, ten, whatever years um enjoy it enjoy it no matter what you would have a similar feeling next year like you had the year before it's a clean slate but this one feels different and just enjoy it enjoy the ride let's see where it takes us but also um I think this team is going to be the one that makes us proud and makes us really proud of the city. And I'm extremely excited to see how this whole thing unfolds more than ever. I've never, I mean, it goes without saying we've all been more excited than we've ever been, but really it's, Hello? you can't, uh, you can't really mistake it. Did we lose Sam there?
1: No, I'm back. It just, it glitched, but I'm back. Oh, okay.
0: Well, goddamn, that was fucking motivational.
1: Holy Amen. shit.
0: We could barely hear the claps from the
2: audio. <laughs> oh. All right. So, <laughs> Beautiful. Well said. Well, we all picked it. Well We're said. All good.
1: Anything else to add from anybody? Well, I, I think. think that, uh, where are you going to watch i out.
0: Where, where's, where's your plan to watch from tomorrow?
1: Uh, I do have a very nice TV in the room and a very nice couch, so it could be there. But I have also been researching Lions bars in new york so, so it may be like start there and then jump back here at half halftime i CBD. know of
0: a really good michigan bar and uh-huh. it's, a, it's a michigan bar because it's it started at first and foremost it is a boston bar it's called professor toms and i think it's the okay. lower it's the lower east side i think tom is spelled t-h-o-m but it's named for tom brady and the owners from boston and he named it professor toms i think after tom brady and it became a Michigan bar, and I know that they played. Listen, everywhere you go is going to have that game on tomorrow. It's the f- first football game of the year, but exactly, if yeah. I'm sure, there's Lions bars somewhere. But I know oh my that god, that is a Michigan.
1: yeah, Professor Tom permanently closed in 2020. Oh, of course. So, of course. but yeah, we'll okay. find, I'm going to find something. <laughs> Of
0: course. I, yeah. I. They gave me a free picture of Slam the last time I was at Professor Tom's, too. So that's unfortunate because they had good hospitality. But um, R.I.P. Professor Tom's. You'll find somewhere. And, and we'd like to see your correspondence. I hope you have some Honolulu blue. Maybe you can hit the NFL store tomorrow and grab, and grab something.
1: So you said Kith earlier in the episode. They just came out with – they did an NFL collab. I want so that I was T-shirt. Like,
0: oh. That black T-shirt looks sick.
1: It's what I was talking about. It was perfect. I was like, "Oh, Monday! As soon as we land, I'm going to kids pick up some." They only have the Jets, the Giants, the Raiders, and like the and Buffalo in store. Everything else you had to get online. So I missed no out Cowboys. It, no Cowboys. Not America's team.
0: Yeah, it's also a anyway, $75 dollars T-shirt, Uncle Sam. What's
1: the most the, you've ever paid a t- for a T-shirt
2: the, in your life? The Dak Prescott T-shirt. He
1: has <laughs> yes, for sure spent more than seventy-five dollars on a T-shirt at a concert, without question. Yeah.
2: Who? Is the it was you? The, uh, what are you talking about? I'll, the, t-
1: the, I'll tell you which tour it was.
0: You did it for uh, you did it for the Joshua Tree tour back in nineteen. 19- what? Okay, never
2: mind. You're not a U two. U two? No, no.
1: Anyways. Uh, real quick, so tonight, 7, for those 15 about to PM, rock, we
2: salute you. Okay, 1982.
1: Tonight, night, p.m., uh, Zolo is going to be with our friends in Buffalo on the Big Yak podcast. Uh, check them out, they're also on Spotify and Apple Music, as well as YouTube. So, uh,
2: while you're subscribing to us Buffalo. on
1: YouTube,
0: apparently.
2: You gonna talk check about tomorrow?
0: Out. Yeah, they wanna they want a Lions Chiefs <laughs>
2: get the hell out. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin.
0: Uh, oh wait, I, if you was want it to, really him? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask them. I'll, okay. I'll say, what do you guys think?
2: Ask him if he's real or if he's fake. Is it is it a body double?
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: Go ahead, Sam. C- am I good now? You're good. okay.
1: Perfect. Uh, make sure to check out our Instagram. Listen, I have been. Working tirelessly to get our entire NFL preseason predictions out. They have been very controversial at best. Uh, did not know that Titans fans bled as deep as they did, but my gosh, they tear me apart. Uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> I figured. I gave Pittsburgh 10 wins and still got four apart. Either way. Oh, wow. Uh, check, check out our Instagram at TipBalls. Everything is on there. Uh, TikTok at Podcast. Uh, we're actually using Twitter now. We're up to 21 followers, so. We'll get some claps in for that one. Is check it Twitter or is on it Axe? Facebook. It's Axe. Okay. Check us out. And follow us on every social media platform. We're posting great <clears> stuff <throat> there. Uh, check out Big Yak tonight to hear some more Zolo Talk. Subscribe on YouTube. Listen to us. Watch us. Keep doing your best. We are so excited. It is Eve. Get ready. Lion's teeth tomorrow. For Thursday night football. Thank you all for listening, as always. It's here. Zolo, sign us off.
0: It's, it's here. We'll see you Friday. I think we're circling back Friday to preview the to preview. We will preview be the back Friday. Yeah. So we'll see you guys Friday. Everyone enjoy the weekend. Or no. Everyone enjoy the two days. We will be back. Follow us at tipped balls on Instagram and we will see you Friday.